Living Holistically Well with Dr. Annette West. Again, we will have a myriad of topics, interviews, and engaging words of thought to share with you this season. The purpose of this show is to help us build up our minds, our bodies, and our spirits. And I just want to give a shout out to Creative Common for allowing the show the use of their jazz instrumental, Smooth Jazz. Now, let's get started with Dr. Annette West's topic for today. Greetings, everyone. We were going to do an interview today, but we had some logistical issues with it. So prayerfully, we will have that ready for next week. But today, I want to talk about Stay Connected. Stay connected. Social media sites have grown immensely in numbers. They have grown by leaps and bounds. Statistics reveal that there are approximately are 2 million users on social media network sites and apps. That was in 2015. But just in three years, 2018, with the increased use of mobile devices, the number is way beyond 2.6 million. Think about this. We go to the internet. We have so many places that we can go to to find things. There are more than 66 social networking sites, to name a few. YouTube, LinkedIn, Skype, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, Pinterest, and so many more. Daily, these millions of people in this world stay connected by these social media platforms. They get a sense of friendship. They learn about what others are doing, what's going on in the world. And many times people draw strength from them. For many, there is, there is no people in their space. Many never have to engage physically with anybody because it's social media. There's no face-to-face engagement. There's no hugs. There's no handshakes. It's become an impersonal world for many people. However, many people do attend church on Sundays. But many people, while they're in church, they're not focused on what's going on inside the building. They're focused on what's going on in their handheld device, in their pads, looking at their smart devices. Not even using the smart device to look at the Bible or the scriptures. 
but they're tuning into their social media messages and tuning out the message from God's word. Once I was reading um, a devotion and it said this connect has become sad. This disconnect of people from reality a lot of times. This disconnect of people from other people and engagement. And it says it is sad. And this sad is an acronym. It's S-A-D-D. And it means spiritual attention deficit disorder. Spiritual attention deficit disorder. That means many people are connected to many things, but not to the Lord, not to the spiritual things that they need for their sustainability. I want to talk today from the topic of stay connected. Stay connected. Think about if you vest your time staying connected to the greatest vine ever. John 15, 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who remains in me and I in him, the same bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Listen to that. I am the true vine and my father is the farmer. Feel the stability of being deeply rooted in a community of faith. Feel the, the stability of being rooted and grounded in the Lord. We have to learn how to allow God's spirit to flow through our veins and to keep us strong and healthy through the various transitions that occur in our life. So this is the gist of what Jesus was telling his disciples when he said they have to stay connected to him. If they remain in him, then he will remain in them. When they remain in him, that they can accomplish much. They will be able to bear much fruit. But if they don't stay connected to him, then they're not going to be able to do much of anything. And so we can look at Jesus' words and say it's kind of poetic or metaphorical, but maybe nothing more. But what we need to remember is that in the Old Testament, the vine was a common image for the people of Israel. In the Old Testament lesson, <clears throat> we hear Isaiah 5 and 7 to be exact. We hear, we hear Isaiah's song of the vineyard. Isaiah says, the vineyard of Yahweh of armies is the house of Israel. Then in Jeremiah 2 and 21, the Lord says, yet I have planted you a noble vine, holy, a right seed. You are connected. Will you stay connected? When Jesus said, I am the true vine. When Jesus says to us, I am the true vine. If we are in him, then we know exactly what he means. We can make that connection. Jesus was the new Israel. 
the one through whom God was establishing a new covenant for his people. No longer would the makeup of God's chosen people be determined by their race or their uh, Jewish ancestry. It would hinge upon the relationship to Jesus Christ. So we don't have to, we don't receive our salvation through people. We receive our salvation through Jesus Christ. We receive our salvation when we accept him. In the book of Romans 2, 28 and 29, Paul wrote, for he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision, which is outward in the flesh, but he is a Jew who is one inwardly and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit, not in the letter. So I want to make this clear. I'm not saying that we shouldn't go to church or fellowship with a group of like-minded people. I believe that there is great benefit in that. But I think it's much greater when we have a knowledge of God's love and a closer relationship to Jesus Christ being connected to the vine. Let's take a break. So let me be clear. You can have your name on a roll in a church if you want. But that has nothing to do with your salvation. The joy of your salvation, it comes from knowing God's presence in your life, trusting that your sins are forgiven and having the assurance in every situation and circumstance that God is with you and that you are never alone. The Jews in Jesus' day, they had the name, but they lacked the spirit. And many times today in many of these church houses, people bear the name of Jesus Christ. They say we are Christians. They put Christ on the name of their church. But do they know him as a Lord and Savior? See, it's one thing to be caught up in religion, the structural ways of things that have been established and following through with those things week after week after week. But it's a much bigger thing for us to have a spiritual relationship with the Lord, to have that vine connection. He is the true vine. He is the source of our covenant relationship with God. He is the link. He is the connection. He is the alignment that we need to stay connected to God and to each other. There, I remember um, a hymn and it says something like, blessed be the tie that binds us together, our hearts in Christian love. I can't remember the rest of the words, but I remember we used to sing that song when I was um, in my early 20s, when I was in this particular church. But Jesus is saying, I am the true vine. And he goes further to say, and my father is the farmer. So if we understand anything about a vine dresser, the job of the vine dresser is to prune the branches. I am learning more and more about halter culture, 
um, as I have my own garden, my own plants, my own yard, I'm learning more. Of course, there's so much <coughs> excuse <coughs> that I don't understand. But pruning the branches, this I know, makes the plant healthier and more productive. We have um, muscadine vines. And every year after the muscadines are no longer on the vine, then the vine gets cut down. And then each year, the next year is fuller. And it seems like every other year, there's more and more in the increase. And so pruning makes the plant healthier and more productive. You cut away all the dead branches because dead branches get in the way and can choke the space of something that's trying to grow. Too many branches sap the strength out of the plant. I, I know this because there's a, a row of trees, a row of bushes in my backyard, and it's so hard for them to grow a good size. They're living, but they're not as strong as they could be. They're not as big as they could be in all these years. Why? Because my neighbor on the other side of the fence has an abundance of large trees in their yard. We have no large trees in our backyard, but their trees are sucking the sap from our trees. So although our trees are alive, they're not growing and flourishing as great as they could. And so the vine dresser helps the healthy branches to grow stronger and bear more fruit. So if I want those plants to grow to their fullest, I would have to root them up, dig them up, and find another spot for them. But since they're still thriving, I've decided to leave them there. They, the bigger trees haven't choked them out to die, so they're still living. I don't enjoy pruning trees, though I have done it. I remember when I first moved into my house, the lady that she was from Thailand and boy, this yard was a beautiful. She had plants and bushes and plants and bushes everywhere. The yard had all of these beautiful colors, every nook and cranny. Well, we bought the house and I worked that yard that year and I realized this is not for me. I don't want to spend hours upon hours every week out there trying to pull out the dead flowers so the yard still looks pretty, keeping the bushes trimmed and all of this stuff. I didn't realize when, I, when we bought the house how much upkeep that beautiful yard was going to be. So the next year, this is what I did. I started digging up beds and giving flowers away and giving bushes away and moving plants to my backyard where it didn't matter so my front yard wouldn't be crowded. I realized very quickly that I was not willing to invest in all of that effort. I can do the pruning, but I don't like to. What do you think, or how do you think God feels as he has to prune us when we're not flowing the way that we need to, when we're not doing the things that we need to, when we're looking pretty, but he's saying, you still got a lot of mess up in there. 
You're not connected to me the way that you need to be. Now, I want to make it clear. The Lord, our God, he does not harm us. God is a God of love. And because he's a God of love, he only wants the best for us. So if we ever have to go through a pruning season, a pruning time, it's because God is seeing the beauty in us and he's trying to reveal it more. But he's got to help us in a way that he has to pull some things away from us and it might hurt us in the process, but that's not his intent. His intent is for us to grow stronger and to be uh, more connected to him. I believe that God is sympathetic. God is understanding. And when we do suffer, God is with us. And there's always a bigger picture that when we're going through that pruning process that we can't see. But if we learn how to trust the Lord and believe that things are going to work out for our betterment, then I believe we will be well in the process and in the long run. And just remember, pruning makes the plant healthy. And that's what we want to be. We want to be healthy in the Lord. We want to be strong in the Lord. We want to stay connected to the vine. We don't want to be off by ourselves and we're all entangled in the things of life. So the vine dresser prunes the branches to make them strong and more productive. God uses the hardships of our lives to strengthen our faith. It makes us fit disciples in the building of his kingdom on earth. It is the branch that bears the fruit. It is the branch that feels the prune, realizing it's for a larger growth, a fuller life. God uses the hardships of life to strengthen our faith and make us better disciples of Jesus Christ. Jesus went on to say, remain in me, verses four through five, remain in me and I in you. As the branch can't bear fruit by itself unless it remains in the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who remains in me and I in him, the same bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Once we're cut off from the wellspring of God's spirit, we begin to wither and we begin to die. And so the importance of being wise is to stay connected. And so we have to ask ourselves, how can I stay connected then? Prayer. Is the first thing. Prayer is essential to our walk with the Lord. We have to second study, study God's word so that we are aligned correctly in his truth. Then the third thing is we have to have regular fellowship with like-minded believers. 
And the fourth thing is we have to be in his service. We have to be willing to serve him and to serve others. So prayer is a lifeline of any healthy life of faith. Prayer allows us, enables us to commune with the father. We learn that prayer doesn't have to be um, lengthy. It doesn't have to be extensive. It doesn't have to be complex. It can just be a simple chat with the Lord, a brief conversation with the Lord in the morning, spending some quiet moments, focusing upon the presence of God in your life, mentally going over whatever's on your mind and heart, then listening for the still small voice of God speaking to you. When I wake in the morning, before I even get off my bed and I realize I'm alive, the first thing I start doing is praying in the spirit. I can't pray out loud because it would be out of order because my spouse is sleeping. But in my spirit, I'm talking to the Lord. I'm praying. I'm thanking the Lord for keeping me. I'm thanking him for a new day. I'm starting to talk to him about what's going to happen in the day and asking him to lead me through the day. And I don't always hear a small voice speaking to me, but I know the spirit hears me. I know, I know, because I have that spiritual connection. So I start after my prayer and I get up and do my morning rituals. I go to my table where my Bible is sitting already with my reading glasses and I sit down and I open up the Bible and I start reading the Bible. So um, I'm in the book of Nehemiah reading now. I just finished Second Chronicles. And I'm just going back to recall some historical context. Read the Bible. Now I'm going to do my study later, but I'm reading the Bible first thing in the morning. And I'm asking the Lord, hmm. Thanks, Lord, for showing me. I'm saying to the Lord, thank you, Lord, for showing me that. And I'm writing that down. But I'm not doing a study at this time. Read the Bible. Learn to read the Bible for inspiration and enjoyment. Hold on to some scriptures that you can recall at all times. You don't have to be a scholar. I am not a scholar. But I do know I believe God and I do know when I get in his truth, he will show me. And I do believe that if I study, he will show me. Psalm 91, one through two says, he who dwells in the secret place of the most high will rest in the shadow of the almighty. I will say of Yahweh, he is my refuge and my fortress. So I rest in his word. Thank you, Lord. I make sure that I pray, that I study, and that I'm going to fellowship with like-minded believers on a regular basis. And I'm going to ask the Lord, who shall I serve today? Where shall I go? How shall I do it? Thank you, Lord. He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. 
If you want to stay connected, if you want to walk in your spiritual fullness, then stay connected to the vine. Don't allow all of those things I talked about when I started on social media. Don't allow those things to be your lifeline. There's some great preaching out there. There's some great teaching out there, but you need to get into the word and you need to also be able to connect with people face to face. Now, if you at home and you can't get out of the house, the Lord, the, out of the house, the Lord understands that. But most of us, we can get out of our house and we can go find some place to fellowship with. It doesn't have to be the same place every time you go somewhere. If we're connected to God, to the vine, and we're connected to his people, then wherever his people are, we should find comfort in going there and there should be comfort in us being received there. If it's not, then there's a disconnect and that's not where we need to be. But I just wanted to encourage you on today to stay connected to the vine. When you stay connected to the Lord, you will begin to have that everlasting peace that only comes through him. And you will be able to walk forward and move in the ways that are pleasing to the Lord. So stay connected to the vine. Thanks for tuning in. As we close, I want to thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe on your favorite platform so you will receive notifications for this show. Share a comment and give a five-star rating. Join the mailing list at drannettwestministries.org. And while there, check out what's going on in our world. Also, purchase a copy of Dr. West's newest book, Holistic Wellness, Mind, Body, Spirit, on DrAnnetteWestMinistries.org and Amazon. Don't forget to follow Dr. West on social media. Mm.